Well, back to get into a little bit. Where do we start? We, um, you know, we can start wherever you want, man. So let's you go. Know? Let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app where we get your podcast. His name is Ryan Duffy. Hey, hey, what's up? How's it going? Oh, man, I'm doing great. My name is Pat Duffy. Okay, so there's a lot to get to here. We'll start off with the fact that Ryan is completely gone because you went to the game last night. I just got back from Jupiter. And you took the uh, bus from Rochester to Buffalo. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you had the time of your life. It was a fun time. Was, <laughs> I had a really good time. Yeah. There were there were instances of of, you know. I wouldn't say concern. Do we want to talk about that later? Sure. Okay, great. We'll get into that in a little while. Uh, normally, this is where we jump right into the game, but there are more pressing issues that broke uh, as we taped this like three hours ago. And honestly, who wants to talk about that game? <laughs> Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey is now former offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey fired this morning after everything that happened against the Broncos and really the last couple of weeks. I'm sorry. And no, he was relieved of his duties. Okay. So is, there's a relief there. It is funny how they say that, right? Like you, you blew him out. You play, like you can't put it any nicer than yeah. the way that they are. You've been fired. All right. Your initial reaction at Dorsey being fired this morning. Uh, I something had to change. Something had to happen. I and don't get me wrong. Like I'm not saying that that the the firing is a direct result of his effort in on Monday night. Um, but over the last five weeks and arguably over the last two seasons, it just hasn't been there to the level of expectation that that was of him and what's capable. What this offense is capable of. So you're okay with it. I'm okay with it. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't, trust me, I don't like to hear somebody losing their job. Take that out of it, obviously. You don't want to see somebody losing their job. Guy's got to, you know, got to eat, whatever. Of course. He's probably going to be fine. I don't get it. Yeah. No, it's I'm a saying, little, no, I, I know what you're going to say. I'm not fine with it. I don't understand it. What, what about him right now leads to him losing his job? Yeah. What about, know. and like, if you were going to do it, why did you do it? now yeah i mean you could argue that it would have been a better move to do it after the thursday night football game oh, absolutely because you get the mini buy there if right. you were that disappointed or if the even if you knew that you were going to make a move uh at oc regardless of what the outcome was uh this sunday against the jets uh giving yourself another week to, yeah you know to get it, after you it. get like a full week not to mention you now have a guy that's called plays in the nfl for what a season and a half. Yeah. A season and three quarters. He was fired in December of the the last year. In, in Carolina. He's never called plays for this team. No. And now he has six days to get ready for a team that you lost to opening night. And a team that, like, don't get me wrong, like, at five and five, the Buffalo Bills, chances of getting into the playoffs are pretty, are, are, are closing in front of our eyes. I don't want to hear about anything about Okay, that fair right enough. Now. But I'm just saying, like, against a team, not only a divisional team, but a conference team, you know, like, obviously coming up on Sunday. Oh. So, like, you're, if, if there were every game from now on is do or die, if uh, if you're dropping another game and you go to what five and six on the season and then another divisional another conference loss rather that would be seven on the year okay five uh, six on the year for, okay both of those things valid points how about the fact that this Jets team has played you defensively tough for the last six years nonstop home and away yeah so with the full arsenal of weapons that you've had with uh you know an offensive coordinator that you trusted mm-hmm. you struggled against the Jets and now you're gonna throw Joe Brady in there I mean now that this way on a short week don't get me wrong yeah no it's stacked against him for sure i could see though like if you want to look bright side you know you're you now as a jets defensive group you're now going up against uh an oc that you do not have any kind of tape on okay i'm i and don't get me wrong we could have taken that job too and done the same thing are you comfortable calling plays there (laughs) no i'm just saying like 
the idea that like, yeah, the bills have playmakers on offense on paper, let's put it that way. And, um, and now the, the jets defense is tasked with going against a, uh, a new ish concept with likely the same, uh, packages and all that stuff. Like I doubt that Joe Brady would make any kind of significant changes in five days, but still, I don't understand what Dorsey could have done differently last night to save his job. Oh, I agree. I, I, I completely agree. I mean, there were there, but, but I mean, it's, it's so hard to say because like on the whole, there were a ton of things in that game that he could have done differently to save his job. Okay, so you had seven drives where he didn't score points. Yeah. Four of them were turnovers. Yeah. So you had three punts. Yep. Three. Yeah. Punts. And he was fired. Uh, that ball that went through Gabe Davis's hands, yep. that led to an interception, touched all ten of his fingers. Schematically, <laughs> that was the perfect play. Yeah. The drop by Dalton Kincaid. Schematically, you have a first down. That was the perfect play. Yeah. I mean, all the balls that end up on the ground, schematically, work just fine. Yeah. How, how is that and, and for and and the two passes to like Josh from the right hash throws all the way across or the the second of the interceptions leading into halftime throws from the right hash all the way across the field giving whatever the whoever the defender was like ample time for him to not only check his email before he picked it off but like <laughs> like come on like I, I you, you just can't do that you can't do that not to mention there are two plays that stand out in that game. All right, let's just get into the game, sure, period, sure, period, sure. period. It was the stupidest game in the history of games. So dumb. Because right off the bat, the omen, worst omens of omens, James Cook puts the ball in the turf and hands him three points. <laughs> are you okay with McDermott benching James Cook there? For, yeah. Why? Yeah. I mean, you got to secure the ball, man. Who's At what point are you not accountable? Like, I understand it's a mistake. Don't okay. get me wrong. But, like, I'm sorry. Like, there, there are consequences. So you that. don't bench Gabe Davis for that drop? I mean, I, I, if he did, I could see that. I would be okay with it. All right, so here's the thing. This ain't high school football. These are grown-ass men sure. that are getting paid millions of dollars to be out there. They're aware of what they did. It's not like James Cook is, like, hanging out. Oh, you know what? No big deal. There That's needs totally to be fine. some. I'm sorry. There's got to be some level of accountability. I, he, I, whether it's effective or not, okay. I, I, I don't know. And, okay. and you're probably right. Like, these are adults. These are professional athletes. Like, yeah, of course, James Cook knows that he made a mistake, and he's likely to secure the ball a little bit better next is time. Is it because right? he was and wanting? balls down the field <laughs> on a 20 yard game bounces was, right back into his hands oh my gosh I, so that was on the opposite side of our seats and like all i could see from that vantage point was like james cook breaking one in the middle and then i turned and looked at the replay on the oh, you didn't see it the time. i didn't see it at the moment no i just saw everyone che- i heard everyone cheering and i saw james cook scampering and after the play i look up and i'm like dude the ball came out of his hands he like like walked the dog of the ball back into his hands so like, do you not sit him down then because he fumbled the ball i mean <laughs> like, no but like i don't I don't understand yeah. I don't understand the thought process behind it because he if he recovers that fumble that he coughed up on that first drive does he sit down because he still coughed it up yeah I, I probably not yeah and then I mean James Cook rushed for over 100 yards last night yeah on, on Monday night he was not you weren't able to use him offensively for six drives yeah is that Dorsey's fault I mean Latavius Murray was getting seven yards of carry Cook was getting nine. Yeah. Right? I mean, that was a major part of your offense. The offense went cold in that stretch where he wasn't out there. Is that Dorsey's fault? Was that Dorsey's call to sit him down? Because doesn't seem like it. Yeah. Right? And then, like, where does the accountability lie? Because you don't sit down Gabe Davis, which I wouldn't have either, but I wouldn't have sat down Cook in the first place. On that interception, which completely changes the makeup, but you're driving, you're going to score on that drive. Yeah. You don't sit down rookie Dalton Kincaid when he drops an obvious first down that keeps that drive alive and brings you over to midfield. What what are we doing here? Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, to your point, like, I don't know if that's effective or not, but as a fan, you know, I want to see people be held accountable. 
Um, but, but but I know that's a straw man. It's a like stupid take. Okay, fine. I'm, I'm held accountable. What? Like I'm sorry. Like you made a mistake, and you you need to learn from your mistake. And I'll check on you in three minutes. Exactly. No, but it wasn't three minutes. It was a full <laughs> half of football. It's like taking your. He's not a dog. You rub like his nose in urine when he pees on the floor. It's a grown man. <laughs> it's a guy who's been playing football his entire life. Yeah. He's been the best of the best. I mean, these guys are wired differently. You sit him down for a half of football, only yeah. for him to explode in the second half when yeah. potentially you could have had that the but, whole time but also too like I, I think you're overlooking just the human aspect of like you're a head coach trying to get stuff done it's like yeah no you made a mistake go sit okay and i'll come and get you when i need you okay well in that case be consistent sure sure because here's the thing you start Fair. sitting down guys that are making mistakes last night you're sitting down everybody right kyle allen's checking into the game that's what i'm saying yeah but yeah no it's it's by nature inconsistent because players are going to be treated differently in theory i can understand it and i can get behind it because it shows that like to me it's like an acknowledgement of like okay like yeah you got to go like take a seat but um but yeah whether it's effective or or if it could ever be consistent yeah i i agree with your points that was a game of trying to lose by both teams yeah a consistent back and forth of breaks for the other team and no one wanted to take advantage you have two missed extra points by the denver broncos when have you when's the last time you saw that happen and it wasn't two missed field goals one was a botched snap yeah a botched snap the bills go for it inside their own 50 in -hmm. the third quarter yeah did you like that call yeah yeah why i didn't like the play call but i like the call of going for it that doesn't make sense oh i, I didn't like what the what play I like was the run. idea of getting a first down there i don't like the no, play no, no, no. i in. like no th- it makes perfect sense i like the the concept of being like okay we're in no man's land we're gonna go for it to keep the drive alive but i don't like what the play call was. you're on your own side of the 50 you're yeah. on your own side of the 50 you gotta get a spark you gotta make okay. something happen all right so let's talk about the way that that game was playing out at that point yeah the broncos had yet to move the ball mm-hmm. the only points that they had scored were a single touchdown drive and the points that you had given them on turnovers, right? Mm-hmm. They have yeah. had that, but when by the time the game was over, they had four turnovers, six points. They were almost they were averaging almost a point a turnover. Yeah. Why would you give why would you not play field position? Why would you not you're also losing in the field position game all night long. You pin them inside their own twenty. And by the way, Sam Martin wasn't putting that ball out of the end zone because he was only getting forty five yards of punt. Yeah. Why? Would you not try to pin them inside their own 20? You know what? Now that we talk about this and I'm thinking out loud here, I think that may be part of the issue with with the Bills. And and it's almost like um, I want to say like maybe like a hubris of like we can do we're going to get this because we're the Buffalo Bills offense. And remember when we had that game against Kansas City and we put up all those points at the beginning of the season, whatever the case, like to your point, the smarter play would likely have been to go play the field position battle and have your defense who's been playing on their head when half of them don't even have uh, limbs attached to their bodies at this point. I just, there's just no consistency in what they're trying to do throughout the game. And I mean, that does fall back on the head coach, which makes it even more frustrating that the offensive coordinator gets fired today. So, but also too, like if the, yes, I understand it's, I would like to think that it is the head coach's decision to go for it on four. It is right. But also too, you are, you are, uh, delegating the responsibility of the play call and the execution to the offensive coordinator and the players in that kind of situation. You're just making the decision like, yeah, it makes better sense for us to go for it here. He's, but if you but if you uh, line up and s- spike the ball, like that's not on the head coach. No, but you know, the head coach has the ability to override that call, and they were coming up with what call it was going to be two Dude. plays before. Okay, so then this is a different issue in and of itself, and I agree with you there. But if you want to say like it falls on the head coach, the head coach is is coaching the defense right now. Hey, I didn't fire Leslie Frazier. I know, I know, and that's that's where I'm saying like I agree with you that like that. 
that yes, it ultimately falls on the head coach and a lot of this um, call it stretch too thin or or miss delegation of responsibilities, whatever the case, it's it's absolutely impacting the Bills. Okay, let's talk about the final drive. Sure. Because this has been driving me nuts and I have not stopped thinking about it. Driving you nuts? That was a good pun. Good wordplay, my friend. The Broncos are on the edge of field goal range. Mm-hmm. Okay. And of 17. Second down. McDermott sends the house. He sends literally everybody off after Russell Wilson. And those blitzes. Bob Vila, everybody. You got to come up with two. I know. That's what I know. But I'm tired. The blitz has not gotten there all night long. And he gets there. It was a brilliant play by A.J. Epinesa and Jordan Poyer. They just sandwich him. And Denver is now out of field goal range. It's third and 12. Two long plays to stop them. Mm -hmm. If you can keep them within five yards of the line of scrimmage, You're going to win that game. You're going to win. Yeah, you're up by one. So what does he do on third down? He sends the house again. Zero blitz. Mm -hmm. Why would you do that? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, I'm not going to criticize because I... No, I'm going to. I hated that. I don't know. I hated that. I don't know. Like, you're not getting home with four, you know? Okay, but you you don't have have to get home. Look, Russell Wilson is averaging at that point, what? Four yards of reception, and that's if they're making the reception. Why are you not playing coverage there? Why are you not backing off and playing coverage? Yeah. Because even if they pick something up, you, you, you're on the edge of field goal range. Edge of field goal range. Everybody in the building knew what was going to happen, and you showed it. Yeah. You let Russell Wilson adjust to a pre-snap. You showed what was going to happen. Did they, did they, they had two back-to-back sacks on that drive, right? No, that wasn't that drive. That was, no. no. It was just that single drive. So, of course, of course, of course. And and you have your nickel corner, yeah. who is notorious for picking up pass interference on single coverage because that shouldn't be his job because mm-hmm. he's a nickel corner. Pick up a pass interference. Yeah. And then McDermott has the nerve to be angry. I mean, that was the definition of pass interference. What did you think was going to happen? I disagree. I Look, think they were th- No, they were both looking at the ball. No, no. Teron Johnson was not. Dude, go I, back and watch it. I watched it a thousand times because if he turned around, he's picking that ball off. If No, his body was turned around. Like, you want to say, like, there was a. It was ticky tack. No, you might be right. Look, you know that I'm a diehard Bills fan. Doesn't if, sound like it. If. If Teron Johnson was facing that ball, it's an easy interception. But he wasn't. And I don't blame him for not turning around. He's man up on a zero blitz. I mean, if that touch, if that ball gets caught, it's a touchdown. Mm. He's got to do what he's got to do. You got put in a position by your coach that you should have been put in. Mm. I hated that. Your I face. hated that call. The only thing I could think of, the reason he would do that, is they were down to their fifth safety and he didn't think they could trust the coverage. But Russell Wilson's a veteran. He knows all he's got to do is loft it up. And he's going to get that call. Yeah. He knows it. Single coverage. Yeah. But it gets more bananas from that point. Oh, a whole bunch. Sean Payton is an idiot. Yeah. A bona fide idiot. Bonafide. Bonafide bonehead. The Broncos have one play to run on third down without having a timeout. Mm-hmm. Okay. The smart play to do, because the Bills don't, excuse me, the Bills don't have a timeout. They can't stop the clock again. So the idea is to get the clock as close to zero as possible. Go out and kick the field goal. Mm-hmm. The play you run there if you are an NFL head coach, is have Russell Wilson drop back, keep the wide receivers at the line of scrimmage, get out of the pocket, and throw the ball as high and as long as you can out of the back of the end zone. That way, you run seven, eight seconds off the clock. Mm -hmm. You're kicking the field goal with six. Maybe there's a second left on the clock for the Bills to do something, but you can ground that ball on the kickoff and the game's over. Yeah. But instead, the Broncos elect to take a knee and frantically run their field goal unit out towards an end zone in which your team has already missed two extra points Mm -hmm. for a field goal that is over 40 yards. And he is rewarded with that stroke of genius 
by a missed field goal. And that would have been the story of the game had it not been for the worst moment of the season, arguably of this franchise of the last five years. Definitely. How do you have 12 men on the field there? You want to talk about Sean Payton being bonafide bonehead? That's a bona fide bonehead move on the the Bills. Call it defensive. Uh, well, defense special. Oh, I, I understand that, but like you know, yeah. I mean, the personnel. Look, you could we. Uh, I, you know, I'm not normally a take shots at McDermott guy, and he's got questionable decisions in game. His strength is preparation. Yeah, right. Yeah. They are prepared for everything they do. So for the preparation that he has, for there to be 12 men on the field in that moment is I I can't believe. What I witnessed. How does the, how, like I know this is this is more rhetorical, but I would love to understand your opinion. How does that happen? So here's what I'm thinking because we're never going to really know. No, we're never going to know. My guess would be Cam Lewis went down on that drive, which put okay. Demar Hamlin in the game, and because of that, either Cam Lewis was good to go at that point, or somebody else thought they were going in for Cam Lewis, and whoever was on the field that would have been Demar Hamlin in that moment for Cam Lewis also thought they were on that team because. Uh, Lewis was down, and that's what led to twelve on the field. Why? I, I maybe it was just some fan behind me, but I thought it was Leonard Floyd who was the twelfth on there. Is do we know if Leonard Floyd is? Well, well how on, would you tell who's supposed to be out there and who's not supposed to be out there? Who would generally be on the the? I have no idea. Kick team, but who no knows? Yeah. No, I, I mean, I would guess it would have to do with all the injuries, which is what led to the confusion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it, that, and like, what makes the firing of Dorsey even worse? If the Bills win that game, does Dorsey get fired? Uh, probably not. Okay. Yeah. So that being said, he lost his job because there were 12 men on the field, which well, he had no control over. That's, that's Did, Would he have been fired had they lost? Had, had they won that game? Um, You're not firing him if you win that game. You're not. No, I don't think. I think it would be pretty foolish to fire your OC after a win, okay. as close as that win was. And look, I'm not saying that one moment led to his firing, but okay. that yeah, moment no, led I was to gonna, a loss. Yeah. Look, he loses his job because of a zero blitz back-to-back that you should not have called. Or you can think of it the other way where he loses his job because of a play call on fourth and one, taking another shotgun snap, turning it into fourth and six. Yeah, I don't get that either. And not not converting it. You know, like, it's not, uh, it doesn't come down to the last thing. It comes down to the, or it's, it's encompassing of the body of work that we've seen. I understand, but look, man. I am a firm believer in they don't ask how, they ask how many, sure. right? It's not about how you win or how, it's not about how pretty you win, it's, it's the win. Yeah. And, Think about this. For the rest of Ken Dorsey's career, wherever he ends up, whatever he's doing, his final drive as offensive coordinator for the Bills was a go-ahead touchdown. Yeah. Consisting of of six straight run plays. But it worked. <laughs> it was done. He walked off. He, he finished his Bills career with a go-ahead touchdown in a game where they were fighting the whole way. Yeah. He managed to get it done. He managed to get it done. Yeah, they carried him out of the press box, too. He was punching all the fluorescent <laughs> lights and stuff. <laughs> Way to go, Ken! It just it doesn't make any sense. Like if you if if the play call doesn't work, fine. There's the moment justification again. I get it. It was an amalgamation. Amalgamation. That's the one of all of the things that has Amal- happened. Amalgamation. Amalgamation is the thing to say. But for him to have his final moments employed by the Bills, a go ahead. Game-winning touchdown, as far as he was concerned, only to have two bonehead defensive play calls. It's, it it, it doesn't feel right. If I'm Ken Dorsey, I'm putting that under accomplishments on my resume. I'm just saying, he doesn't. <laughs> I, could you imagine, like, at your job, right? Like, you do your job at the end of the day. Everyone's like, "Yes, all right, we got it." By the way, you're fired. Yeah. 
So here's what's the most frustrating part. Hmm. Bills are five and five right now. 500. But it's chaos in the AFC. It's complete chaos. Yeah, yeah. And the Bills have so much talent, you can't write them off. But now, the <laughs> offensive, what? <laughs> no, just go ahead. No, what were you going to say? No, like, I, I'm so tired of hearing this. It's true. Like, you know, the Bills have so much talent, you can't write them off. Like, okay, yeah, maybe. But, like, if you want to say, like, we never know what kind of Bills are going to show up for the last five, six weeks, we know what kind of Bills are going to show up. Okay. So then why did you fire the offensive coordinator? Because they're not, because they're inconsistent. No, let me ask you a question. If the, if there isn't a run in this team, there was no reason to fire the offensive coordinator. Do you, th- okay, so then, so all of the decisions on personnel go through the head coach and then ultimately to the GM and then to the owner, So right? that's actually a good question because I know this. I know that McDermott and Bean don't answer to each other. They yeah. both answer to Terry Pagula. Yeah. So I have no idea who made that call. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I guess like, but to your point, like, why do you fire the OC? It's because McDermott's not going to fire himself. Well, but why do you fire anybody? If you're looking at me right now and say. They needed a change. They needed a spark. Why do you need a spark for what? A run? Uh, for what? A run at making the playoffs, yeah. you mean? Yeah, yeah. I think just because of the way things have been going on the offensive side of the ball, he okay. is the he's the head that rolls when it comes to the offensive execution. Right, hear me out here. Sure. Nope. If there isn't enough talent on this team to make a run, mm-hmm. you don't fire the offensive coordinator. Because you fired the offensive coordinator, that is signal we have enough talent to make a run. But I don't know how Joe Brady is going to be calling plays for this offense. No, I, I, I see it a different way. I think of it as... After the la- after the work of the last two seasons, I don't think Ken Dorsey would have been brought back oh, as absolutely. the offensive coordinator. Absolutely. But you he, think he would have? No, I'm saying he absolutely would not have been brought back. Right. So my point is that, like, okay, we have Joe Brady in the house uh-huh. here. Maybe let's get a look at what he can potentially do to be the backfill. Um, the yeah, backfill? And gr- what are we, corporate America now? Oh, the, okay. The, what you, you the replacement. Pay, the new. You, you don't get a raise and you have two more uh, responsibilities <laughs> on your job. You've you been backfill. You know, this is a good opportunity for you. But, but we're a family here. Here's a coupon for a pizza party. <laughs> um, a discount off of a pizza party. Yeah, no, I, I bet they're, they're. If I had to guess, I would say they're just looking to see what Joe Brady can do uh, with the talent that they have for this season. Uh, and, and again, like, because, uh, even though I'm going to contradict myself, because there is enough talent on the Bills offense specifically, like, yeah, like maybe they can put it together. Maybe this is something that um, that, that uh, just the kind of spark or shift or change up, whatever you want to call it, that's needed to kind of breathe some life back into them. Look, I mean, you have Josh Allen, you have Stephon Diggs, by the way, three for 34 last night. Not great. No. But then again, how do you get the ball to your playmaker when you're getting nine yards to carry on the ground and you turn the ball over four times? Sure. And when your brother's tweeting out saying, we got to get this guy up out of here. You see all that? Anti-Diggs bias? Yeah. Now, now I got two anti-takes biases. <laughs> Awful. The most depressing drive home of my life. <clears throat> in the bus. <laughs> All right, so we'll talk about that in a couple of segments here. But uh, there's something else we have to get into. Sure. Uh, Ryan. Patrick. We have grown up being pro tailgaters. Yeah. We've been doing this since we were four years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there are unwritten rules when it comes to going to tailgate parties that aren't your parties. I had to drive home one time when I was six. <laughs> And yesterday, it seems you broke the cardinal rule what? of someone else's tailgate. What? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, no. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Because if this is something you do on a regular basis, you know. You know what these rules are. And they don't have to be said. You just feel them. That I do on a regular you, basis? You, no, no, no. You don't do it on a regular basis, but you did it yesterday. Oh. Because nobody wants to be confrontational in this parking lot. No. And everyone wants to have a good time. Of course. Which leads to people like you taking advantage of situations and ruining it for How everybody dare else. You? How dare you say that I'm taking advantage of a situation for the bad of it? Oh, I can't wait to get into it. If you follow me on Twitter, at Duffy at WCMF, on Instagram, at Duffy at WCMF, you saw what we all saw, and you thought it was adorable and cute, and if I was standing next to you in this tailgate, I'd have been losing my mind. And if you follow me on Twitter at patsmoron.org, uh, you would also see that uh, none of what he's saying is accurate. We'll get into it. So let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, where you podcast. Try and defend yourself here. I there's nuance, there's context, and I cannot wait to be exonerated in a court of public. Opinion. There are unwritten rules to tailgating, and it looks like nothing but chaos on the outside. But we've all been to that tailgate where one person goes too far and ruins it for everybody. Okay. And today I sit across from that man. Okay, it's Let's Go Duffalo, the Odyssey app where you get your podcast. Uh, he's Ryan Duffy. Hi, he sucks. My name's Pat Duffy. Oh, oh nasty. Come on. You also, you also suck. Uh, in just a little while, we're going to get to everyone's favorite weekly segment. And I know you have nothing today. You think I have nothing no, today? No, I know that you're sad about stuff. I know that you haven't specifically thought about what's making you sad. You're, I had a solid two and a half hours to think about what was making me sad on the way home. And it may be a tailgate-centric show because uh, in just a little while, you, for the first time, tried something to get to the game that you never tried before? Um, I, I have before, but it has been a little bit. Okay. And uh, not, the, not the trip you thought it would be? Um, There were, yeah, it's th- some things happened happen unexpected things happen oh we'll get to that in just a little while here let's go duffalo on the odyssey up wherever you get your podcast so uh ryan you were at the game on monday night i was you and your wife and a uh, friend and his wife yep and uh, some good friends of ours we were at the game okay so uh representing abbott and southwestern here yeah. we go now, Ryan and I, if you listen to the show, you know that we've been doing this since we were itty-bitty babies. Little tiny children, like Dalton Kincaid. My dad has, our dad has had season tickets since 1988, 1988? Uh, 80, 80, 87 or 88. I was born in 88, and I'm pretty sure he got them like, shortly, shortly before. I was so we've been in that parking lot legit from age four on. Yeah. And it was nothing for us to go and hang out with grown-ass men, drinking, carrying on, partying. It was just part of the scene. Like It's nothing for us to go do that and see that when we were children. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, you should know how to handle yourself inside a tailgate situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, you were sending me videos last night, which I was then putting on social media. Yeah, as one does. Uh, had a lot of beers. Sure. Getting after Tall it. boys. You were dancing around. There was a DJ at the Ooh, party. You were there at. was ever a DJ. DJ Gabby was crushing it. Doing your whole thing. And you're dancing and everyone's laughing and you're being fun guy. And that's great. Yeah. I'm naturally fun guy. Yeah. Like a mushroom. And then uh, do you want to explain to the audience what happened in the second video that you sent? Which which one is this one? So the, you said there was a DJ there. Yeah, DJ like Gabby. She crushed it. Like a legitimate DJ. Yeah, she had a legitimate setup. Okay. Like this this wasn't like DJ Hero or like Chris Kirkpatrick in the dirty pop music video. Like this is a legit wow. setup. Wow. So because you needed attention. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you walked me right into that one. But yes. Okay. 
uh, you decided you were going to go behind the DJ booth uh-huh. while the DJ wasn't there uh-huh. and put on the headphones yeah. and pretend you were being a DJ. One one could be, uh, you could, I could understand why someone would think that. What was it then? So what had happened was DJ Gabby was killing it, ones and twos. She's out dancing and I see that, you know, she's, just, she, it's on autoplay. It's doing its thing. She's doing it's such a good job. It's just playing. It's <laughs> um, I wait for her to get back to her station. Uh-huh. And I come up to DJ Gabby and I say, hey, you can tell me to, to you know, piss off if, if you'd like to. But is there any way I can make it look like I'm DJing right now? And without a question, she sure. took her pink headphones off and put them on top of my head. And she said, go for it. Okay. So you're, you're hammered drunk. Mm, yeah. Okay. You are now behind this DJ equipment that you never operated before in your life. Spinning it. Like probably 10 grand worth of stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of equipment. Yeah. 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 And how many people are at this tailgate party? You think? Mm, 200, 300. Okay. And everybody's grooving. Oh yeah. So you want oh, to, ex- man, you wanna, they were getting after it. You want to explain what happened from that point on? Yeah. So I, and I even told DJ Gabby that um that like i'm not gonna touch anything Uh just so you know sure if you look at that video i very clear i was just making it look like i was typing on the macbook and then pretending to spin the thing and then i was afraid that i was actually gonna accidentally touch touch something Uh so then i put my hands up like i was feeling it Uh you know and then out of nowhere complete silence what happened so what I thought had happened mm-hmm. was that I kicked the extension cord. Did you kick the extension cord? No, I didn't. You lie. I swear to God. Oh, you lie. I swear to God lie. on this podcast. You lie. I swear on the podcast. What happened? What had happened was the the power source uh-huh. to the, the equipment had been spotty all evening because you kept kicking it no i did not kick it you i thought it. i was i panicked i when that actually happened because the video cuts out like when my eyes go up and it was like oh no 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 <laughs> i was waiting to get my 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 behind like absolutely kicked by all these people i toss off the headphones real quick like didn't even like they were like hot potatoes on my ears i tossed them like 150 headphones oh please yeah, okay maybe yeah. I, like, but toward her i was like oh, i gotta get these off and i like like screw out of there i'm like i'm out of here <laughs> it wasn't me and then i i followed up with the guy shortly after i didn't like really run away oh, um, and I, mean, I said like dude i'm so sorry like i think i may have kicked the cord or whatever and he goes no you didn't it's been spotty all night and i look underneath and it's like the griswold christmas tree uh-huh. uh level of like uh you know adapters and extension cords and stuff that man and they're down there and it was a little wet i'm really surprised someone didn't uh you know g- get a, a rather nasty shock that man lied to you to make you feel better maybe but then if he did god bless him okay you committed the biggest tailgating sin ex- in existence. Yeah. Because I can think of a couple more. You let your sloppy time ruin everyone else's good time. Um, I completely disagree. There is a fine line walked by almost everyone in that Bill's parking lot. Mm. You can drink 12 beers. You can yell and curse and scream. I can drink 13 beers. You can throw a friend through a flaming table. And the whole time you are doing those things, people will cheer you on. Sure. Not on Bill's property, but, but yes. But what is very strange about that whole scene is everyone makes sure while having their wild time that they are not ruining the time of anyone else. There is no other stadium in the country that could do it the way this is done in Orchard Park. Buffalo has a uh, very high level of uh, emotional party uh, quotient. But no, I, high I, EQ. I think it goes past that. I think that they're like, for, for whatever reason, there was this unwritten rule that you learn being raised in those parking lots, which all of us were, that you can get wild and five feet away from you, 
you cannot disturb your neighbor. Hmm. And we've watched it our entire lives growing up there. Yeah, it's like little pockets of organized chaos. Yes, but you will see complete insanity, and 99% of the time, it doesn't affect the way that people standing 10 feet away are celebrating. Mm -hmm. The second you let your tailgate insanity ruin everyone else's fun, you are the tailgate pariah. And Ryan... You committed that tailgating sin on Monday night. That's this is the this is egregious on all counts. All right, so you're gonna tell me that I, if we were at a party, yeah, tailgate party out in yeah, the parking lot, uh-huh. and some goes, "Hey, hey, we're all having fun, DJ. We're there, we're laughing, having a good time." So, hey, man, okay, I'm gonna Yellow be the DJ. Diamonds in the light. I'm gonna be the DJ. Look at me, guys. You wouldn't be pissed at that guy? You wouldn't be pissed at that guy. Here's the thing. Though. Come on, you drunk. No, I was I was not sloppy. Pew! I was watching the video. I was killing it. Were you? I was. And was that, was that what the inside was telling you look so cool right now? I was man. killing the power. Um no, I and and also too, I'm gonna rebuff your argument there because mm-hmm. I had built up so much good. Oh, wow, I really sound like a loser. Do you hear yourself right now? I, I had built up so much goodwill among the party patrons uh-huh. in our direct vicinity and overall. Sure, because I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure you sent out another video. If you didn't send it out, it's oh, on our TikTok. Dance. Yeah, it's on our TikTok at Let's where I started a dance and people were calling people over to be like, "Check out this guy. Look at him go. He's doing great." My, I will get to why I'm sad later and how it relates to that. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, no, it no. was fun. Everybody loved you there until you ruined the party. Yeah, but it's not as if I was like, I'm gonna play DJ and like started spinning the record. That's exactly what you did, bra- ruining the rhinestone cowboy vinyl. <laughs> so let's talk about the worst type of tailgate ruiners you can find in that Bills parking lot. I mean, sure. outside of the guy that totally kills the party by cutting the music, by kicking it with his foot because he wants to pretend to be a DJ. Hey, honey, I'm in my mid-30s. Take a video of me being a DJ outside at a tailgate party. First of all, I'm in my late 30s. And also, yes. <laughs> all right. The first worst thing you can do at a tailgate party. Yeah. Be the long talk stranger. Oh, my God. <laughs> Am I wrong? You know exactly what I mean. Long talk stranger. Look, man, you seem nice and all, but there is an ebb and flow to this. And if you spend more than like three minutes drunk talking to me, I'm going to start to have a bad time. You know exactly the kind of guy I'm talking about. Oh, I know. Right? I know, and I know his name. Wait, oh, wait, what did I miss? We're talking about the bus later, right? Oh, no, I didn't even mean that, but yes, you're right. I mean, I guess it kind of flows into that. I'm talking about, I mean, look, man, you know, how many years have we gone to Bill's games where it's just you and I, maybe a couple of our buddies that meet up and we're tailgating, Yeah. and here comes an idiot from way down the tailgate. Hey, man, let me tell you about it. And all of a sudden, for 30 minutes, you get stuck uh-huh. dealing with this idiot who just wants to run his mouth. We went to uh, the Bengals playoff game last year. We did. And we park in our normal spot. Mm-hmm. We park oh, every yeah. Sunday, oh, right? I forgot about that. And it's next to us. It's this dad and his son, and they drove down from Virginia. The kid's like, what do you think, like 15? Uh, I, th- I think, yeah, maybe yeah, 14 or 15. Right. Dad's around our age, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And these people would not shut up. Yeah. And it wasn't I like, don't blame the kid. The kid, the kid ah, the kid's a kid. kid ah, kids in the I was politely trying to tell the kid to shut up. Yes, but there's but, a video but, I have of no, no. you singing where the kid is talking in the background. I'd be like, yeah, hold on a sec. But the kid's a kid. Okay. The kid doesn't understand the social dynamics of like or maybe doesn't fully understand the social dynamics of like reading the room okay. when you're rambling on. So I I'm gonna give a pass to anyone under eighteen. 
in that case. It's okay. annoying. Don't get me wrong. I'm with you, but Fine. let's pass on the kid. Let's leave, leave the children out of this. Okay. But the dad, that one's not that. And there's no excuse for the dad, bro. I mean, we get there at eight o'clock in the morning. No, no, because that was the afternoon game. So we got there at yeah, like, it was, we I got think there it was even earlier. Yeah, like, like 10, you. 11 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. And from that moment on, from 10, 11 o'clock, because we already pulled all our stuff out. We weren't going anywhere. Right, we're right, stuck, right? right? We're, 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 and the guy did not leave and would not shut up. Yeah. And it was at the point where it's like, I'm looking. You, you ever, better hope he doesn't listen to this because we told him we did a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, just please, please stop talking. Please stop talking to me. Yeah. The second, well, I don't know. I don't know if this goes in order. We're just throwing out things. Sure, sure, sure. The yeah. worst tailgater you can be, the breaker. The breaker. Breaker, breaker, one, nine. Accidentally breaking. This is Christmas Carol. <laughs> Accidentally breaking things at other people's tailgates. And not in like a fun table way. You're where, bringing this right back to me again, No, aren't I'm you? not. I mean, I've seen it happen. Why? <laughs> Did you do this? Breaking chairs, breaking plates, breaking beer bottles, door handles. Breaking hearts. Why? What have you broken? Hearts, a lot of hearts. Okay, last night. no, well, no, I'm not talking about your heart with cholesterol. I'm <sighs> saying, no, like, have you broken anything at a stranger's tailgate? Um, no. I've watched it happen a thousand ankles. times. I've never been that guy. Hearts and ankles. Shut in up. the waste paper basket. Oh, man, there is nothing more uncomfortable than when you bring someone to like a tailgate mm-hmm. and like they sit down drunk, like hard, and like rip through a chair. Oh yeah, and it's totally on you. It's your fault. And you have to be like, oh, sorry. And it's even worse if the guy's like not apologetic at all. <laughs> Cheap chair. Remember when Phil sat down in that plastic chair and both the back legs blew out the back of it as he was laughing? So we have a friend of ours who's uh, he's another he's a thick gentleman. And his his M.O. is breaking chairs when he's drunk. And he just sat down and the two back plastic legs blew off. Ping. But the worst by far, uh, like toilets and RVs. Oh, yeah. If you are fortunate enough. To get access to an RV toilet when you are at the Bills lot, mm-hmm. you need to follow those RV, rule, RV rules like it's the Ten Commandments and God is watching. Oh, and I think like that's, I mean, yes, I think you have to be have a, a higher a higher uh, sense of awareness there specifically, but I think that's just good manners in general. Well, no, obviously, but we're also mixing in 7, 10, 14 beers here, sure, right? Sure, sure, yeah. So you're peeing, you got a lot of layers on, you got to try and get everything out to go, and then you got muddy boots. People get weird about bringing the muddy boots inside the RV. And when you're in an RV, too, I I don't know how you feel about this, but like at, before I walk into an RV, I think it's going to be as big as a normal house. And then when I get in there, I, I think to myself, like, who whose mini house is this? And I'm like trying not to hit like hit the dishes with my elbow or like, you know, I don't want to open the shower door and all that. I'm like squeezing by. It's just weird for me. That's the dumbest thing that you think is gonna be the size of a regular house. It's just my dumb brain kicks in and okay. I think to myself, like, oh, I'm just gonna go into the house real quick. And then before I know it, there's like a little bitty like toaster. If you are the tailgater Who does that, a, what does a mouse live here? If you are the tailgater that ruins RV access for the person that brought you, that's enough to be banned by your friends and family from that lot for oh the rest yeah of your life. and if you're the guy who brings the guy who does that like i'm sorry there's they, it's the same to me as like giving a job reference you know what yeah, i mean I like agree. referring somebody for a job like that's on you if they're gonna show up and sleep through the uh the orientation meeting and send out a whole bunch of questionable emails that one time yeah. dave <laughs> Then, then, yeah, no, that's going to fall negatively back on you. Like, no, it is your reputation. Like, the guys that uh, we tailgated with our whole lives and who we'll still go see on the lot, uh, Jerry, I mean, he's one of them. We, Big Jerry. I've known the guys since I was four years old. Jerry and Joyce. So they have an RV that they bring sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. I, I can go to games with three different people, not only because I only have a certain patience for football with some folks. You have a very limited amount of uh, loved ones. Uh, but on top of that, I don't want... 
I can't bring anybody I can't trust around Jerry and Joyce because I don't want to ruin their time. And you're right. It's an extension of myself. They've got a lot of toys. They've worked very hard throughout their lives and they are they are enjoying the fruits of their labors. So I'm not going to be the di- the the dum dum who's going to bring a friend who's going to be like nice marble countertop in your uh, toe behind trailer. Be a shame if I sat right on top of this and then also you know pooped in your bed. Go Bills. So we've talked about the long talk stranger. Sure. We've talked about the breaker. Yep. We've talked about the RV access rules. Yep. But I think the most common faux pas you see people do faux pas at Bills tailgates. Yeah. Uh-huh is when you try to pee into the car. Pee into the car? All right, so for those who don't know, there is a trick to avoiding porta-potties when you're in the Bill's parking lot. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can cut the top off a Tide bottle so it still screws in, <laughs> and there is enough room for you to get whatever you got to get into that bottle. You can also cut the top off of a NyQuil bottle if you're Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> still a little hungover? A little bit. Yeah. Uh, and you can climb into the car on your knees, so you can close the door if you get pee-shy, and pee that way. Now, I don't have to do that. I'm finally leaving the door open and just go and whatever. Sure. But it's simple. It's genius. And it legitimately saves you 45 minutes of line it's waiting. It yeah. is. It's, it's effective. And I and it breaks my heart because anytime I've gone with my wife or, you know, ladies, yeah. um, they are just beaming with jealousy because I can just be like, oh, I have to use the bathroom. Excuse me for two seconds, mm-hmm. please. And then I'm back and ready to party. And they they need to get a fast pass no, to get into the bathroom line. It's the greatest thing of all time. And it's the greatest part about being a man in that parking lot. But the more you've been drinking, that's when peeing becomes more taxing. Sure. And, and when it's colder out, when you got those, uh, no, those you're right. layers. All yeah. the layers and then uh, the shrinkage situation kicks in. For some. Um, bro, we shared a room and we play hockey. Yeah, so you know what's up. Exactly. <laughs> yes, I do. The amount of inside of doors I've peed on. Inside of doors? Or inside of cars that I've peed on in my tailgating career is more than I'm proud of to admit. Oh. Don't lie to me. I know yeah. that you've peed on my car at some point. I don't think so. There's no way. I, I mean, I really don't think there so. There is no way you haven't peed on the inside of my car at some point. I, I really, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, 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 I'm not saying it's a non-zero number, but it's a non-zero amount of times that I've peed on your car, but not, none like stand out to me. And I've never been like, oh crap, like, oh, let me just clean that up. Or let me just close this real quick. Like I kick the DJ. No, I, I always do. I, I mean, I, but we, if you start cleaning it up and you let your buddy know that you peed all over his car door. Oh, sure, sure. I see. I'm usually like, if you're really lucky and you get to park next to another friend and you do the four door sure. situation, like that's basically like a, a studio apartment at that point. But I don't mind just one door open. And it's a neither. matter of keeping your feet underneath you and your private to the right spot me neither but i'm saying like when you have the four door you get a little bit more square footage to you know just kind of spell your name can i tell you a story of the worst thing i've ever done as a tailgating guest uh something tells me you're gonna do it anyway gonna do it so when i was like six years old okay uh, we went to a bill's preseason game it's me dad and then he had these buddies he would go up with Uh and at the time they had like a conversion van yeah yeah all right so um it's the Tide bottle situation. Sure. And the way that it worked when I was I was told as a kid, you get in into the middle of the conversion van, and they have one of those little TVs in there. It's just a huge van. Yeah. You get on your knees, you take it out, you go into the Tide bottle, and then you take it out, you dump it outside, and then you put it by the tire. It's always by the oh, tire. got to do it in the front of the tire, too, so the pee doesn't get on your shoes and get back in the Exactly. Right, so. It can get on I-90, but not on your shoes. So I've never done this before. Sure. Get in there. Windows are closed, and, uh, you know, I'm I'm like six. Mm-hmm. So I'm not working with a lot down there. Right. 
You know, it's harder to aim it into the hole. Okay. But I'm managing and I'm doing sure. a pretty yeah, good job. Admirable. Way to go. In the middle of whatever I'm doing, somebody shook the car by like leaning <laughs> on it. I fell sideways <laughs> while I was peeing into the bottle. Ryan, it was like a Roman fountain. I <laughs> peed all over this television set. I'm, it just, it just, this TV is covered oh, in urine. Yuck. And that's like the early 90s when that was the you know Taj Mahal of what you could have in your you car. You see that oak finish around the, uh, the, the nine-inch television and VCR combo we have in there? It was definitely shimmering at that point. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. Yeah, that's veneer. Because I wasn't going to go out and tell my... Because I knew that if I went out and told my dad, told dad that we, I peed all over the car, he was going to get livid. Yeah, these windows come standard. They got a little clip that you pull out and then you shift the window open so it opens up four inches total with just a screen. Yeah, so, they had to pay extra for that one. So one of the guys that came up with us... Do you like the teal bucket seats? <laughs> one of the guys that came up with us had left his sweatshirt on the seat on the inside of the car. <laughs> and he left his sweatshirt on the inside of the seat of the car. I took the sweatshirt. Oh, come on. I didn't know what else to do because I was wearing shorts and a bilsters. I didn't have anything to wipe stuff down with. I was six. Ooh. I wiped down the TV covered in urine in this man's sweatshirt and just put the sweatshirt back on the seat. That's his problem. So to this day, that man at some point wore a six-year-old urine-soaked sweatshirt at that game. Terrible. As it, got. it was a night game. It was a Bills night preseason game. Terrible. I, vivid, I, I remember that like it happened yesterday. I could draw you exactly what happened that's how vividly like horrific it was for me when i was a kid oh man thoughts and prayers you're clearly not continuing to struggle with that or the guilt of that whole situation well i will say this i didn't kick uh power cord out while i was fake djing a party right yeah because bodily waste is is not nearly as bad as uh momentarily seeing a power surge in something that you can't control i was six you're 35 36 you're 35 no i'm not i'm 37 what you're 35 years old. Are you sure about that? I just turned 37. Huh. Or am I 38? I think you're 38. 86 to... Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. No, I'm 37. <clears throat> no, you're not. You're 38. Are you sure? 37. I'm 37. You're 19. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Who cares? Who cares? We're just... Age is just a number. <laughs> You're you're in a bad way this I'm, morning. Dude, I am this morning. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. Three <laughs> thirty. It may as well be this morning. My throat hurts. My body hurts. My soul hurts. And um, and but I'm having fun uh, commiserating with you. So shut up. Go home. Commiseration. Drunken tailgate rule breaking fake DJs. Jerk. Thank you to DJ Gabby for um uh indulging me. Oh, and by the way, you've been banned from all DJ Gabby shows for the rest of your life. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna find out what's making Ryan sad. Uh, so come up with something in the commercial break. That would be great. And uh, it is gonna be a tailgate heavy show because you had an experience going up to the game last night. Now I've, ne- I've never done I've never done this before. Yeah, and you swear by it. In fact, I brought up how busted this was going to be, and you were like, "No, man, it's good." There's, there's, yeah. The the benefits highly outweigh the potential downsides. Except when you almost got murdered. Except when we almost got murdered. So let's go, Duffalo, the Odyssey app, baby. Get your podcast. tailgate was jumping in a car with you or all your buddies and hanging out there but there are new easier ways to let you drink all you want 
Not have to worry about a darn thing. It's the year 2000, baby. Right up in comfort, right home in sleep, and that was something you took advantage of yesterday. I did. But the problem is, with the convenience, you gain, you lose peace and quiet. You lose yeah. personal space. Among other things. And you said you were almost murdered on a bus last night. Thought, thought it was going to happen. So let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, where you get your podcast. His name is Ryan Duffy. Hi. My name is Pat Duffy. We'll get to that story in just a little while. But before we do, it's time for everyone's favorite segment, What's Making Ryan Sad. So, obviously everyone watched the Monday Night Football game mm-hmm. and all that jazz and Bills aren't playing well and Joe Brady's now the interim o- OC sure. and... Everyone's laughing and pointing fingers at the Buffalo Bills. That makes me sad. Okay. But But. there's something even worse, and it's a personal issue for me. As many of the, I'm sure many of the listeners of this show saw, kind of got a little lit last night. Got a little turned up. Okay. You're you're 35 years old. Nobody says that. Arguably. We're not sure. Somewhere in the 30s. And... I don't regret the consumption by any means. I was very responsible, had a great time. Mm -hmm. However, with the consumption comes a bit of a hubris from a physicality perspective of me thinking that I can handle something that I used to be able to, but clearly can't anymore because my body's falling apart. Physical movement, you mean? Correct. So I woke up this morning with the complete intention that I'm going to have to call an orthopedic surgeon to have a knee replacement because because my knee hurts so bad how did you hurt it well it's a probably either from the the dancing <laughs> or from the fact that I did not sit down at that game until literally I, I couldn't watch the field the last field goal after the 12th minute on the field I literally sat in the chair with my head my, my hat in my face um I stayed I stood the entire time Walked up and down those stairs several times. Mm-hmm. Um, got a lot of steps in. Closed my ring, if you will. Wow. But I'm paying the price today. No, I mean, I hear you. There's been a lot of injuries on that Bills team. We could just edge of the IR with a knee injury for uh, movement. I would really appreciate an injury settlement. <laughs> okay, you're too young to be hurt from movement. Sure. Well, I mean, it was a lot of high-impact movement. There was a lot of hit trading yesterday. Ah. Yeah, okay. I was hitting that floor up and down, hitting that gravel dance floor. I don't know what you. Want I almost me- did the worm in that. Oh, uh, in that, but I'm really, really glad that I didn't. What is wrong with you, man? I don't know. We can start. Go. We can list it off if you want to. No, but like, look, 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 look. You're a good time, Ryan, when you're drinking. Of course, you're a way better person when you're drinking. Oh, thank you so much. That's that's a little concerning. To but hear. but but, I mean. Maybe it's time we all get the family together and talk to you about the things that you do when you're drinking that you shouldn't be doing. Like, you know, the Party? worm and kicking, you know, electric cords Walking like from the- DJs, staying and being ridden like a mechanical bull in doing my basement. My, doing my best Rockettes impression. Yeah, no, it's uh, I'm feeling it today. And I'm sure, you know, give me 24 hours and, uh, you know, in a heating pad and I'll be OK. Good to go. That's but, the thing people in their mid 30s normally say. So, right. uh, well, but I also think, too, that like at some point, like just everyone comes to terms with or, you know, slowly starts to come to terms with like, sure. OK, my body is not uh, no longer a temple. It's more mm-hmm. like a Motel 6. 
So you yesterday you did not drive up yourself with no. your car. No. Uh you took something that our dad has been a massive proponent of for the mm-hmm. last like decade. Do you yeah. want to explain to the listeners what this is? Yeah. So uh Don't say the name of the company. I won't. Um so we my so my wife and I, our friends went to the game. Um there are services to where you can purchase a round trip bus ticket to uh bring you to the game. You know, they'll pick you up at a you know a, a point. You know, there was some Wegmans that we got picked up at. Okay. Uh, everyone gets on the bus. Bus driver drives you to the stadium. You get off the bus. You can drink on the bus while you're down there. Enjoy some time with some friends and family and, you know, meet some new fun people. Okay. And uh, they bring you to the to the game. You get off the bus. Here you are, Orchard Park. Go have fun. And they feed you. They Yeah. It, you can pay for uh, for a tailgate experience, which is what we ended up going to. Okay. Uh, where I had my aforementioned injury and uh, and debauchery. And uh, and when the game's over, you know, bus takes off forty five minutes after uh, after the final whistle, and uh, everyone goes home. Okay, so you told me last week this is how you were going up to the game. Yeah, and I said that you were an idiot for doing this, and it was going to be a disaster. Mm. And you told me I was wrong, mm-hmm. and I was being snobby, yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah, how dare you? So uh, I heard you met someone new on the bus last night. I did. I did meet somebody new. Yeah, who's that? Um, he was a gentleman. Uh huh. Um, you know, solo rider. So he's going to the game by himself. By himself. Didn't even have a ticket. He's going to the... He paid for a bus ticket Uh to go to the game from Rochester without having a ticket to the game. Sure did. Okay. No ticket to the game. Actually kept asking people on the bus, hey, is anyone selling? Who's selling? Uh, nobody is actually selling on the bus. Which, quick sidebar, nobody has paper tickets anymore. No. Yeah, so yeah. how would, what did he think? That he was going to buy someone's cell phone? <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder how, we've talked about that in the past as far as like how the scalpers work. Um, I actually, I wasn't really paying attention. We were in our tailgate, but um, I, I, I wonder how that whole experience works. If you can't even sell on the um, you know, on the street there. All right. Know. So the guy doesn't have a ticket. He has paid for a solo bus ticket up to Orchard Park with no way of getting in the game. No way getting in the game. I think maybe he had like a 12-er of, uh, of Labatt tall boys and okay. a pack of uh, Marb menthols. Okay. So he was ready to go. So we're already at strange territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you said that wasn't even the least, that was the least strange part of the whole experience. Not at all. So, you know, I think everybody knows the type that like when you meet somebody new, sometimes they can, you know, uh, be a little bit too sherry, you know, with uh, with some details about themselves or or maybe try to, like, insert them into, like, conversations that they're not a part of, you know? And I'm not trying to shun anybody out, but I think also, too, you have to understand. I don't want to hear your stories. No, that's fine. You yeah, can no, for sure. You're gonna, you're gonna absolutely tell, not, me to, tell somebody, to, I don't want to hear that. Not only that, but also, too, it's like, you know, uh, yes, but I'm having a conversation with, with somebody else here. And if, if I want to, you know, bring you into the conversation, like, yeah, I can do that. But that's at my discretion, you know. Um, so, yeah, this this gentleman was just being, you know, uh, annoying, I guess. You, you said know? he was inserting himself in everyone's conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wanted to talk to everybody. Wanted to talk to everybody. And, and unfortunately, because where we were positioned on the bus, the four of us and, you know, dad was there. Um, you know, there, this guy was kind of in the, uh, in the circle, if you will, like okay. geometrically. Um, so he was in within earshot of everybody. Um, at one point he was giving a lot of personal details to a friend of ours, uh, about his life story and like some comfortable stuff. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and just sharing a lot of personal details about himself, uh, you know, his family and things like that. <clears throat> and here's the thing, man, like, if you're falling on hard times, you need somebody to talk to, you know, you're a solo rider. I get it. And you maybe you don't have anyone to talk to. Um, that sucks. I think, you know, you, you need to seek out some, um, <clears throat> proper help okay, at that I point. Gotcha, yeah. I gotcha. 
Um, but yeah, so nevertheless, you know, we couldn't get there fast enough. So you get to the tailgate party and everything's good, right? Everything's well, done. Well, hang on. So we get to the, we, we park yeah. the bus. Um, and then we get off and you know, we're just getting some fresh air. It's just circulated air in those buses. And I had like 15 layers on as it was. I was like, I got to get off this bus. Okay. Doors open. I scramble out of there. Uh, and we're just hanging out, just kind of, you know, railing point to be like, all right, let's head out. The, the four of us, our friends. Um, and dude comes walking off the bus and says, first of all, don't worry about me, guys. I have a change of clothes. Were you worried about him? No, okay. not at all. all right. and, and, and like at no point did we give him any indication that we were worried about him. And why Why would he need a change of clothes? Because it was cold out and gotcha. he just had like a flannel shirt on. Okay. Um, so he goes, don't worry about me. I got a change of clothes. Okay. And then he says, hey, what county are we in? And I said, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Erie County. He goes, oh, okay. Well, hopefully the Erie County Correctional Facility has a room open for me. Okay. All right. <laughs> like, all right. Sounds good. I've had a feeling that we weren't going to see this guy on the, like, on the return trip for some reason, even before he said that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, the aforementioned change of clothes. Sure. Uh, he proceeds to get back on. I did not see any of this. I heard it from other patrons of the bus. Uh, but he proceeds to get back onto the bus and strip completely naked. In view of everybody on the it, bus. I mean, in the back of the bus, but like he was naked okay. and changed into his change of clothes, okay. which when he said, first of all, hang on. If someone tells me they have a change of clothes, I don't immediately think you have extra underpants. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why would you need to change your underpants? Right. You, you were just on your, the bus. Yeah. Warm underpants. Right. On. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so he went completely down uh, to nothing. Bare okay. studs. All right. Uh, got into his change of clothes. All right. So the man, the man is... In new clothing for no reason other than to stay warm by himself for a game that he's not going into alone coming off a bus. Exactly. Okay. Do we know if he got tickets to the game? Uh, I, I I truly don't know because I thought at that point I was never going to see him again. Fair, fair enough. And then after the game, we go to get back on the bus and there he is. Okay. Okay. You, made, right, you it. made it. Proud of that You're, guy. You, you did it. Congratulations. Um, and in the same clothes that I guess he was, he got changed into. <laughs> did not get naked to the stadium. No, apparently right. not. So like, um, you would think at this point, it's not going to get any weirder with this guy. Yeah. Right. He's been drunk the whole way up. He's probably tired. Maybe he's going to lay down, close his eyes. He's got a busy day of being a crazy person tomorrow. Right. So <laughs> we get on the bus. And again, we're all in back in our seat and we are all in the back of the bus. And at that point, what? it's like 1245. Okay. You know what I mean? It's It's been a long night for everybody, you know? And this guy, it, as we're pulling away, is blasting music on his phone. Like, so it's quiet on the bus. It's completely quiet on the bus. Just the hum of the the 16 whatever are on that bus, keeping everybody uh, as like a sound machine asleep. So this guy's blasting this music. And it's it's a party foul in and of itself. Sure, right? absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, but my wife turns to him very politely and says, could you just turn that down just a little bit? Not turn it off. You just turn it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he pauses it and goes, yeah, yeah, I'll turn it off. I'll turn it off because everyone wants to hear the the sound of a diesel bus you know, going. Everybody, everybody loves everybody loves that. Everyone loves the sound of a bus, you know, that they can just relax. Sorry to be bothering, bothering you guys. So everyone loves a bus. OK, you know, I love your wife. Sure. Why? Why did she engage with the crazy person? Well, because because tr- like that was the trigger of like, OK, this guy went from being weird to Look, being crazy. Let's see. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's already weird, and you know there's a potential crazy. Let me ask you this question. Sure. Because as a husband in that moment, uh-huh. uh, you have you're you're put in a bad spot. Yeah, oh yeah. Because if things go south, it's on you. Well, oh, actually, well, I would argue I was in the the exact spot I wanted to be in. 
Oh, what, you wanted to confront the crazy guy? Well, I didn't want to confront him, but at the same time, give me a reason. No, you idiot. Give me a reason. Your knee hurts from walking. It didn't at that point. It didn't at that point. I was still going off of my my Miller Lite high. With all due respect, and you're my brother and I love you. Sure. You are so soft. Oh, please. You are like, you're Charmin. You're a joke. Well, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. You have no idea. You're a lover, not a fighter. You don't know what I'm capable of. I do, actually. I've known you since you were a child. (laughs) You are a lover, not a fighter. Ryan. This is a, you don't fight crazy. Oh, I oh I was gonna go. You've never gotten in a fist fight in your life. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not just gonna like immediately like drop the gloves, but I'm gonna like I'm gonna pick him apart mentally and and you know verbally oh first. God. Oh my god! But here's the thing. Like I I didn't I wasn't hoping. I maybe not hoping was the best word to use, but like I I I wasn't opposed to if it got a little bit crazier. They're like, I'll meet you crazy. Maybe hey, we're all just a little crazy. That. No, you're not. Maybe we're all just a little crazy. No, that guy's legitimate crazy. Look, man. Legitimate crazy. You can you can, you can fight tough. You can fight scary. Never fight crazy. Because yeah, well. you got nowhere to go, by the way. Like, let's say everything goes south. Like, as soon as, like, let's say things get too crazy. Yeah. Right? And you are now involved in this fight. The second it actually starts, you're going to realize, oh, I've made a terrible mistake. And you got nowhere to go because you're on a bus. Well, here's the thing, though. I was with a, uh, a good friend of mine who is in much better shape than I. Also soft. Uh, he's not soft. And also, our dad was there, too. You want to talk about soft? Well, I'm just saying, like, he has, you know, decades of law enforcement experience. You know, I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm not asking to, like, beat somebody up. When he puts on his blazers, he looks like a couch. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, if you just want to go body weight, like, the guy's outweighed, like, five to one. Okay, I'll worry so. about it. <laughs> you can split up the ratio however you want to divide that out. Okay, so... Is that, is that is as crazy as he gets? So, well, yeah, it kind of ends there. But like, so after the whole, you know, confronting situation with the music, it gets quiet and he's just talking to himself. Oh, the whole oh time. no. The whole time, just talking to himself, talking to himself. Maybe 30 minutes goes by. Oh, that long? Oh, yeah. 30 minutes goes by. And then he sneezes three times. No one says bless you. No one says bless you. It's late. It's like half everyone is asleep, you know? Sure. And after he sneezes, he goes, there's a little silence. Don't worry, guys. I'll bless myself. Okay, I'll I'll say bless you to myself. It's okay. It's okay. I don't want to bother any of you guys. I'll say bless you to myself. Okay. All right. It's perfectly fine. So, what did you learn? Um, I learned that there are some people that you can't guarantee the crowd you're going to have when you are using public transportation. You should have seen this coming. You should have seen this coming on my. But here's away. the thing, though. Like we had the same group of people. We had taken that same uh, trip. A couple of years uh, earlier, when the Bills actually played the Lions at home, okay, and that was a dynamite experience. It was a fun atmosphere. I, I, but here's the deal: it's a roll of the dice with who you're going to get on that bus. Yeah, I did not anticipate, um, you know, very uh, tortured, troubled, uh, emotionally unstable gentleman by himself in the back of the bus. When my previous experience was like. Yo, like people my age, I almost said kids, geez, like people my age and like just having fun and talking and just like making connections. Hey, we're going to the game. Let's go have fun. Anytime there's something that looks like a Greyhound bus, you have a 90% chance of running into somebody that could murder you. Well, at any moment. now we know as a man who has taken several great town, great Greyhound buses and Amtrak's in my life, all the way to Greytown, all the way to Greytown. Yeah, man, you're an idiot. You should have seen that coming. Oh, you, you're allowed to drink up and back. You can just buy a ticket. You don't need a ticket to that, the game. Yeah, alcohol did not play a factor. Oh, I bet you it might no, have. No, I, I guarantee you it did not. Okay. I think other substances may have played a factor. Okay. 
He was trying to convince me to be like, hey, man, can can you know, he was trying to get me to cover for him to do some illegal substances on the bus. And I was like, no. How illegal are we talking? Uh, federally, federally legal uh, in most states. Uh, no, legal federally well. illegal, legal in most states. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. Okay. That's um, not that big a deal. Oh, no, but still. But you're in a, but also, like, read the room, dude. Like, you're in a confined space. It's not room. It's a bus. It's read a the bi- bus, it's dude. A bus. You're on a bus right now. You were on a bus. <laughs> read the vehicle. All right. So, uh, the Bills on a short week. Yeah. Are now getting ready for a team they lost to opening night mm-hmm. with a brand new offensive coordinator. Yeah. Because that's the decision they made yesterday. You make your today. bed, baby diapers. I'm going to tell you a story and give you a little kiss on the forehead. We get into this Jets game and we do it next. Let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, Beach Podcast. Trying Ooh. to get above 500. 500 wins. That's awesome. They got to make the playoffs with that. So like, we were just talking a second ago. It's Let's Go Duffalo, the Odyssey Apple Beach podcast off mic that Bills fans have decided the season is over. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say the the all of them, but I think there's a sentiment out there. Bro, Fire McDermott is the season is over, which but don't even get me started. Oh, it's yeah. I'm sorry. I, I completely disagree with that take, but, you know, you do you. Okay, but here's the thing. There's so much chaos in the AFC. It's kind of hard being Snoop D.O. double G. Right. Um, D I double G S. That's what you could have done. Like nothing, nothing's close to over yet, and that's the crazy. Like I know, I I said this to you, and you said I was stupid. Mm. But this team is five and five, yeah. and there's nothing. They have so much talent on this roster. There's nothing that says they don't go on some run right now. Sure, and, it's, and that's that would be the most frustrating part. It's possible, but right. is it plausible? Uh, yeah. I don't. Th- I don't think that it's plausible. Okay. So uh, the Jets are coming to Buffalo. Second time we see the Jets this season. We all remember what happened opening day. Uh, the Bills open this morning as six and a half point favorites against the Jets. <laughs> what? They fired Ken Dorsey, <laughs> and right now they sit as six and a half point favorites against the Jets. Vegas is just trying to steal money from uh, from from optimistic Bills. Fans. Well, wait, you can fade the Bills. <sighs> Yeah, well, I mean, if, if they're trying to steal money from optimistic Bills fans, anybody that's been fading the Bills the last six weeks has been making a fortune. Yeah, true. Ken Dorsey isn't worth a half a point, according to Vegas. <laughs> Unless they haven't changed anything yet. They're waiting to see how this all shakes out. Yeah, so the, I'm assuming the line opened up prior to... Yeah, I mean, early, yeah last yeah. night. it was. I, I, night. Che- or I checked it early this morning. It was six and a half before Dorsey's firing. Right now it's six and a half. Wow. And it's going to be interesting to see where that line moves this week depending on how people feel about what this Bills offense is going to look like. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, reality might be setting in right now for all the people that wanted Dorsey fired. Because we talked about it earlier. You have a short week mm-hmm. to get ready for a team that shut down your offense week one. And whose defense is playing continually playing pretty well. That team's terrible, though. The uh, the, the, the terrible. overall team, yes. But, you're, the, you're, but the defense has been playing really well. Okay, but your defense is now a shell of what it was opening night. And the defense played great. The special Again, special teams, man. Wait, are you talking about the Jets or the no, Bills? No, the Bills. Oh, I'm talking about the Jets. No, I understand. I'm saying your defense now is a shell of what it was opening night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like now that I'm thinking about like special teams has been a problem all season long. Yeah, Bills. I feel like people were anticipate like when McDermott was saying that there was going to be significant change around the building. I was, yeah, I thought Matt Smiley was good as good as Frowny. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, but yeah, no, I think that uh that it is it is interesting to to think that 
the Bills struggled against the um, Jets offense with a stacked defense. Well, no, I mean, their offense didn't do nothing. It was short field. Remember, that one touchdown that they had, it's the most amazing catch you've seen in five years over Tredavious White. Fair enough, and it was all field position, so fair, yeah. I mean, he gave the short field three times on turnovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But, I mean, you lose the game on a walk-off punt return. Uh You lose that game yesterday on 12 men on the field on a missed kickoff, Mm -hmm. right? And And think about the punt returns we've seen this year, with the exception of... Uh, Sam Martin having the game of his life against was it the Buccaneers where he was putting Buccaneers, him inside yeah. the yeah yeah I mean inside the five inside the three inside the two touchback because it uh, Saran Neal I mean he also had Tyler Bass with a game that you know that uh what game did he miss the two field goals in where they ended up losing was it the Patriots game mm, yeah yeah sure all right so what the hell are we supposed to think about I missed this field goals on the uh, the special teams coordinator though I don't know I don't know about that okay fine so. Do the Bills get this win on Sunday? I mean, dude. The Bills are way more talented. Of course. They've of been, course they are. But they've also been way more talented five of their last six opponents, and that's been a nightmare. Yeah. And and as much as it pains me to say it, I'm in, I, like, I've said it before, but I think I was only half serious. I'm officially in show me mode. I'm in complete show me mode. There's no way that I, 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 will, be, I will begin to believe in the potential output of this offense specifically mm-hmm. when I see it, you wanted Dorsey fired. I didn't, I didn't know. I don't you say said it like you that. agreed with Dorsey being fired. I, I said, I understood and I agree that there was a change that needed to be made, but I'm not, I'm not like, and in, in my chair right now saying I'm happy that Ken Dorsey was gone because he was the problem. Taking with the, team. the per taking the personal side out of it because again nobody wants. Of course, to see I, I, don't, I don't even mean it personally. I'm saying like I do. I don't think that Ken Dorsey was the only problem, mm-hmm. but I also understand and agree with that. Like you had to make a change and you had to make a significant change. So there are two people, two kinds of people this morning. One specific and one kind of people uh, this weekend that are under a lot of pressure. Yeah, the first person that's under an unbelievable amount of pressure is New Bills offensive coordinator Joe Brady. Sure, because. Well, actually, I disagree. Why? Go ahead. Um, oh, no, you go first. I'm going to just tell you to go, and I'll tell you why you're And stupid. then you tell me why I'm dumb. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I understand this dynamic. I've listened to this show before. Um, no, I would say that he doesn't have as much pressure on him because look at the situation that he's in. He gets to go in and, and uh, as an interim OC mm-hmm. and kind of earn the potential long-term job. Sure. I mean, he's got a, a, a really stacked offensive unit. Uh-huh. So if you can put something in and, and lean on the team. You to just, just told me there. I just said there's a team with a ton of potential. And you were like, please. Yeah, but they haven't been doing that. Okay. So, so maybe it is coming down to like simplifying a scheme or maybe sticking with things that didn't initially work or maybe being a little bit more creative with concepts mm-hmm. and maybe stop running it out of shotgun mm-hmm. in short short yardage situations so here's why you're stupid okay um you have a team with super bowl aspirations when the season started mm-hmm. uh, you have a head coach that's never fired an assistant in season in season yeah no you're okay, right yeah. so that that happened for the first time yeah bills fans are screaming that this offense stinks and ken dorsey is the entire reason why so now in five days you have to for the first time with this team take over play calling and scheming mm-hmm. and make it so you go beat a team that beat you opening night to keep the faint glimmer of your season alive. Yeah. You have no room for error. Zero. You don't have a game to be like, hey, man, I'm just getting my feet wet here. <laughs> I disagree. You, you're out of your pro. If they go five and six, it's officially shot. Like any glimmer of hope is gone. It's done. Okay. But from Joe Brady's perspective, what are they going to fire him as interim OC? No, if you, bro, if they don't make the playoffs, there's no argument to keep him as the offensive coordinator. Fair enough. So okay. Then, so how is there? So you have to go seven and two, 
Five and two. Well, but but, but I I wouldn't even say that that's a, a certainty. Like, let's say they they do miss the playoffs. Yeah. Like, and and there is a, a better run of offensive success. Nope. Going into the season. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's a shoe in. No, he's not getting. That. If they don't make the playoffs, he doesn't get that job. You think so? Hundred percent positive. I don't know. I'm not certain on that. All right. So you have a team like once again with Super Bowl aspirations. You're paying your quarterback a quarter billion dollars. You have all these aging stars on it, and you're mm-hmm. going to roll this guy out after you miss the playoffs and go. We didn't make the playoffs, but he did a better job than the last guy. Well, yeah, the because old- you were at 500 at the halfway part point of the season when you took over. The AFC's complete chaos, bro. The are a game out of a playoff spot right now. They're a game out. What what does that have to do with anything? Like they, I'm saying that you're like, within striking distance. You're well with it. It's not like it's not like the Bills are like you know two and six and they got a. They're one game out of the division. They're not one game, game out of a. No, they're a game and a half out of the division right now. They're one game out of a playoff spot. Okay, but there's also things that would have to happen. I understand. In order for that to work, but the point I'm making is you're not three games out and need a miracle here. It's it's super doable. Yeah, I mean, granted, you're going into a gauntlet of a schedule here, but that's not what Bills fans are going to want to hear, right? They thought Dorsey was the problem. There are Bills fans on Sunday. They're going to turn on the TV and expect to be the, the offense to be exactly yeah. what it was yeah. two, three years ago. Well, those people are, are short sighted. Okay, and, well, the coach you know. put Joe Brady in this position. Mm. Look, mark my words. I don't think he has a shot at this job full-time, even if the Bills make the playoffs. Yeah. And I still am confident the Bills make the playoffs. If you don't make the playoffs, kid's got no shot. Hmm. I, think he, I think he's older than you. No, I don't think so. He's probably not. Yeah, I was going to say, look it up. Yeah. All these coaches are younger than us. Now. I know. They're our age. It's weird enough to have the players be younger than you, but like you get used to that. With the, the fact that, like, you know, Josh is 25 years old. Like, God. Um, but, but Josh uh, is like 20, 28 now. Right? Is he? Yeah. Time time moves. Twenty six. I don't know. He's in no, the mid twenties. Um, but either way. Uh, but yeah. But no. To know that there are coaches that are younger than than myself. Like yeah, that's a little bit concerning. And maybe I shouldn't be doing dances in the parking lot. Yeah. Anymore. Good call. Uh, the other people that have a lot of pressure on this 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 weekend are all the people that were all over social media last night screaming for Ken Dorsey to be fired and calling him an idiot mm-hmm. because you got what you wanted. Yep. You got what you wanted. Merry, and let's Merry all, Christmas. Let's all hope as Bills fans that on Sunday the lights come on and all of a sudden this offense has a massive transformation, mm-hmm. right? But if it don't, you got what you wanted. Yeah. You got it. Sure. You you were the team owner in that moment. They listen to you. And this is what it would feel like to be Terry Pagula and make that call. So if it's not better, what now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What now? Uh, well... If it's not immediately better, it sucks that now you're on the losing side of a record this late in the season, which has not happened since Josh's rookie year. It's shot. It's over. Yeah. Um, and I, I hate to say it, but like I think you may have to start thinking, you know, long term about the um, whether it's personnel moves or like who you're going to keep, who you're going to get rid of. Oh, you're already at that point. I mean, you can make the playoffs and start thinking about that. I mean, well, as I think far you, as staff I th- wise, I think you always kind of have to, but but I think it would get into overdrive. Look, you're looking at a defensive coordinator right now, and you're looking at your offensive coordinator for next season. Mm-hmm. You're looking at your injury situation and who you got to replace. You look at Tredavious White. I mean, Matt Milano ideally comes back and he's good to go. You got a decision to make about Von Miller come next season. Mm-hmm. One tackle. Yeah. One tackle. Yeah. He's got two tackles in six games. Yeah. And there's like an opt out clause in this coming season. Yeah. That's going right? to be the hit. So, I mean, that's going to be rough. Same thing with Tredavious White. You got an out here in his contract here. You're going to be able to make that emotional decision. Yeah. Right. And all of that, I mean, it becomes more prominent after Joe Brady takes over the play calling on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And not only did you put all this pressure on Joe Brady, not only did the people who called for this now have the pressure on their shoulders. You put even more pressure on this Bills offense that had already had a ton of pressure on it and wasn't handling it well. Yeah. 
because fans are going to turn on the players now mm-hmm. because, you know, nobody wants to be upset with Josh Allen. You can be upset with the offensive coordinator. Well, you got well, what I you would, wanted. Well, I, the guy that was in line behind me at the mobile after the game was pretty upset with Josh Allen. Right, well, wearing I mean, his sunglasses inside in the middle of the night, in the middle of the night. Right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yikes. All right. So bills before Monday night hadn't lost at home. That's gone. Also, it's a 425 start at home, which mm-hmm. traditionally doesn't bode well for the Bills. Nope. Still six and a half point favorites. Ryan, do the Bills win and do they cover? I uh, So six and a half at home. Um, I hate to say it, man, but I like I said before, show me mode. Okay, that's not an answer. I don't think that the Bills are going to win. Wow. Yeah. So we're winning, everybody. Congratulations. Ryan hasn't picked a game right in the last six weeks. Great. Congratulations. Oh, no, I'm wrong. And the Bills won. Great. I don't think they're going to do it. Why? What makes you scared of the Jets? I'm I'm not scared of the Jets. I'm not scared of the Jets. I'm still not scared of any team. I'm not high on the consistency level of the Buffalo Bills offense and the the thin nature of the Bills defense right now. So that's why I think that they are not going to win. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, listen. uh, Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning into a Buffalo Bills. Do you want want my truth or do do you want the truth or do you want me to be a homer? You know, I think, oh, maybe the Bills are going to win by 14 oh, points. No, you're a tough guy, Ryan. I'm not a tough guy. You picked this game to be a get-right game for the Bills against the Broncos. I did, and I was wrong. So, And and I made a fool of myself. So I'm not going to... So again, show me mode. I will invest when I see some uh, upward trajectory. But right now, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't see it happening. What about you? Do you think they're going to win? Yeah, I do. Okay. Do you think they're going to cover? Uh, that's a good question. I think that they're going to play it as safe as possible on offense. I think they're going to be. I, I yeah, you're probably. I think right. they're going to be under center. I think they're going to run quick as they can. I think they're going to do everything that it takes to put Joe Brady in a good position. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to throw everything. That the, you're going to see a desperate offense on Sunday. Desperate's the most the most apt word to use, and I'm surprised it didn't come up until this late in the show. No, what I mean by that is you're gonna they're going to be doing things that you saw from the Bills you know, late in seasons in the drought years yeah. just to try and throw this Jets defense off. No, I agree. That's that's what I'm saying. Like and 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 that's not something that uh has happened much over much over the um the the Ken Dorsey era. You know, and, and it's not just I trick don't think plays. it's Dorsey. I think that's McDermott. And that could be the case too. But 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 when it when Dayball was calling the shots, there was a lot of and I'm not saying like desperation is just trickery, but I feel like there's there's parallels. No, I between think no, those. I think that I think that's appropriate. Oh, I, I, but I don't think it's just that. So when I say like desperate plays, I'm not just talking about trick plays. But you saw way more of them when it came to Brian Dayball running the offense than you did with Ken Dorsey. What did they try uh, a trick play? Uh, what was it like two weeks ago? Whatever it was and it did not work and Which they haven't one? gone I think it was against the Bucks. Maybe maybe it was against the Bengals actually. Um I don't recall but it was like a little bit of like uh like flea flicker kind of situation. I don't know. I don't think flea flickers work in the NFL anymore. I think the guys are too fast. It worked uh what was it? Uh Sunday night football the other day. I don't know if I saw that one. Pretty sure it, every, I, I, every like all the flea flickers I've seen in the last 6 weeks get blown up in the backfield sure. or they go for like 3 yards. It's like, "Hey, wait a pull." I saw Bill Belichick run one with one of his like, you know, tiny little water bug guys that went for 1 yard and it took like 7 seconds for the whole thing to pay off for tiny, 1 yard gain. Tiny little water bug guys. All right. Great. Bills Jets 425 on Sunday. Good luck Joe Brady. Yeah. Hey, thoughts and prayers. By the way, too, here's the other thing that sucks for him. He's already had a run as an offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. This will be his second job. Yeah. This could be it. Yeah, it really. Like, Hey, thanks a lot, Sean McDermott. Yeah. My final shot in the NFL. I get this offense coming off a guy who is disappointing everybody. If you lose more than two games, 
You're done. Do you get a pay raise if you're the interim OC? Oh, good question. I'd be curious. Like, is that built into your uh, assistant contract? No, we're backfilling, and you're going to take out the responsibility well, of Well, in my experience. <laughs> His name's Ryan Duffy. My name's Pat Duffy. We will see you next Sunday. Uh, excuse me, next month. Uh, we'll see you when we see you. It doesn't yeah. Matter. But before we go, go Bills! Go Bills!